everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Eco Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy here at co-host, Mr. Trey Hill. Uh, we are here to, A, break down the Chicago Bulls-Toronto Raptors game that just concluded right before we hopped on here, uh, maybe about 20 minutes ago. And then, B, we're going to break down the full week of basketball for the Chicago Bulls, where we actually made some pretty good calls, Trey. We were hoping for a, a two and two or three and one week. Uh, we did get a two and two week. Um, let's just start overall. Actually, let's start overall and just say, you know, just uh, in general, what is your mood about this Bulls team uh, after this week of basketball? Cautiously optimistic would be uh, my phrasing, and that's solely because of the Patrick Williams development uh yeah the aggressiveness i've seen especially early in this game before we realized how physical the refs were going to allow it to be i just thought it was absolutely ridiculous he didn't get a foul call on any of those first three layup attempts he had and it was just but it was so nice to see him attacking aggressive early and just to continue to be involved and find ways whether even if it's just he doesn't have the ball. He's not going to be involved in the play. I would see him just ru- do like a little rub screen as he's running to the corner, just being involved in the offense. Yeah, and um, I was telling Trey, you know, I was actually had some family visiting from Tennessee uh, in town, so I was actually over there, and I listened to the first half of the game basically in the car. It was a bit of a drive to get back here, uh, and then I watched the second half on TV. And I only watched the second half, but, yeah, Trey, you're right, man. These refs. We're just letting these Bulls play, man, it, or letting these teams play, I should say. And uh, I felt like the Bulls were getting fouled on drives that they usually get called for. Um, but like you said, it was going both ways, so I really can't complain about it uh, entirely. It just didn't uh, happen to go out our way. The Bulls ended up settling for jump shots. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat with you in general about the Bulls. I think it was a good week. Um, that, that Brooklyn Nets win specifically was a good win. That felt really good, uh, you know. Obviously, the Nets have a whole crap load of drama going on. That all kind of started after that game. And you know, it'd be, it'd be so delightful for me if the last game that Kyrie Irving played in the in the NBA even, but maybe not, maybe just for the Brooklyn Nets, was like a nine-point showing against the, the Chicago Bulls and a, and a big L, a big fat L for them. That would make me so happy. So uh, that was a good game, and then I was happy to see them come back on the back-to-back and Zach Levine play, Trey, uh, and, and the, uh, get the win against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, getting those getting those wins, very nice. And the Celtics game, we ended up losing against the Celtics, but it was a competitive it was game. Close. Yeah. It was a close game. Uh, the Bulls were able to beat the Celtics earlier in the year. The Celtics were they came out and they definitely wanted to get the W back. So you're okay losing those games as long as you're competitive. You're not going down 17, 15 points in the first quarter. And even tonight, the Bulls went up nine in the first quarter. And then Toronto switched up the defensive coverage. They started doubling hard. And using the leeway the refs were allowing them to have, combined with their length and aggressiveness on defense, they were able to trap DeMar and recover before the Bulls' playmakers were making decisions quick enough to punish the Raptors for what they were doing. And more than the the Raptors taking advantage of the refs, I just thought the Raptors taking advantage of how slow the Bulls' play players were to react other than DeMar when DeMar was getting doubled, that's what killed the Bulls and cost them this game. 
Yeah, um, and you know, I was I was messaging you about it. So yeah, we'll, we'll flip back and we'll talk break down this uh, Raptors Bulls game real quick, and then and then we'll go a little bit more broad view. Sorry, I got a little uh, little sidetracked there, but uh, but yeah, no, I, it, the trap is obviously the big news, the big headline of this game. Uh, they decided to have a very easy game plan. They decided to trap the Bulls' best two players every time Demar or Vooch touched the ball. Two people just ran at them aggressively, and it was a hard trap. Um, and we saw this last year against this Raptors team, Trey and the Bulls were not prepared for it, and I think they did a decent job adjusting to it in the second half. I actually do, um, but that first half was rough. It was really tough to see, uh, you know, basically. And I know, like Stacy was saying, nobody was like the play. Either. The players, the players couldn't adjust to it. They needed the the coaching staff had to make the adjustments for them at halftime. Is what I took away from it, and it also it shows the value of Zach, which is kind of where I was going to tie this back into the whole week point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, having Zach and DeMar healthy, that's going to be key when you play these teams like the Raptors, like the Celtics, when they have Time Lord back. And they, they have this kind of length we have to deal with. The Cavaliers, we know what type of length they have on the defensive end. This is going to be what the Bulls have to deal with going forward. And I think we saw earlier in the week when you when we have Zach on the floor with DeMar as that release valve, that's that's the real judge of this Bulls team, not necessarily the team tonight. Yeah, um, I mean, DeMar was doing the right thing because they were doubling him hard basically as soon as he crossed half court. Um, what he was doing was, uh, you know, he was backing up and trying to create space, trying to make those defenders basically extend beyond where the Bulls wanted to score, beyond the scoring, you know, zone. And the issue was nobody was really filling that center position where, you know, he could have a, a clear person to, to pass to as like kind of a release valve that would then get that second, you know, a, a first pass and the second pass to the player that's going to be open because they are doubling off of the guy that's farthest away from the basketball uh, or making the rotation so that, the, you know, the guy farthest away from basketball is when it's open. I saw a, a magnificent, though, a wonderful uh, ATO after timeout play that was called by Donovan. Uh, and it was, you know, DeMar got the ball, uh, did that thing, you know, it took a couple of retreat dribbles to make the defenders extend, passed it to, I believe it was Caruso in the middle, who then passed it to Javante Green, uh, who was in the dunker spot, who had a wide open dunk. And I was like, there you go. That's easy. You can do that every single time against this trap. It's the same thing every time. There was nothing like super inventive going on here. And we never saw it again after that. Like we never saw that the players, and maybe this is a player's issue. Maybe this is that like something that they just failed to grasp. But, uh, you know, it, it was still a struggle to deal with that trap. And especially like in the last three or four minutes, we had a couple of turnovers from DeMar and Caruso, I think it was, trying to uh, break the double by just dribbling through it. I'm noticing Io was also minus 30 in the plus minus. Uh, by far the worst on the team. Vooch was also a minus 10. I, that's what I came to look for, honestly, was Vooch's because I thought once they, the Bulls went smaller, I thought they had more success dealing with that double team. But Io being a minus 30, that really sticks out to me because I thought he was kind of the uh, the slow cog in the machine. There was a lot of times I wanted him to shoot the three-point shot when he got it and he was open and he hesitated. That gave the defense a chance to recover. It was just... I, I wasn't super impressed with the IO performance. I I would have liked to have seen him embrace his playmaking chops a little bit more, but that goes back to what we've said. He he can make the standard reads, but when you need him to create without being t- told, "Hey, this is this is your read like a quarterback," that's just not his strength and uh the Raptors were really able to take advantage of it tonight. So again, that that's what I saw from this game, but overall 
big picture for the week. It's Zach playing back-to-backs is nice. I, that was a good sign. He just has to stay healthy. DeMar has to stay healthy, and I think the rest of this team will fall in line. I'm looking at this Raptors uh, Bulls box score. It's like kind of an inverted box score compared to what you normally see because you have Iowa with 15 shots. You have Patrick Williams with 16 shots. You have DeMar DeRozan with just nine shots. So it's like, you know, obviously this is indicating, and, you know, even if we didn't watch the game, we could see something crazy went here, went on here. And uh, they were just taking the ball out of DeRozan's hands and, and forcing the Bulls to have somebody else beat him. And, yeah, I think, um, you know, Io definitely struggled. I think Alex Caruso is the guy that I'd point to that struggled the most, one for 11 from the field. Um, but even even aside from that, I mean, we love Caruso. I love his activity. Uh, he had 11, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Plus yeah, but well, the, the assists, like, though, I feel like he was. Well, I feel like the assists, though, are, are that's not real because he was the guy playing the middle. And in that situation, when you're the guy that's, you know, in the middle, making making turning around and making if they if they aren't real assists, then why wasn't Io getting them? Well, because Io wasn't the they guy. Might that, have, they might have been easier assists to get because he's getting to play four on three, thanks to DeRozan. Yes, but somebody right. still has to make those plays. Well, and yeah. If we would have had, yeah, like, they are easy assists, but it wasn't like, a, they weren't 100% gimmies. It was just 75. Draymond Green still gets credit for those assists. He made the he made the right reads. Like I'm not, you know, saying that he had an absolutely dreadful game. It's not like he was like, you know, throwing the game or anything like that. But uh but the one thing that just does stick out for me with Caruso is the you know the, the one weakness in his game that we've always thought, which is that he just struggles, streaky shooter, just a terrible, you know, not a very good shooter. Um, can't really he missed a bunny. Also, he missed a layup right after he airballed a three. Uh so you know, it was just kind of like a confidence thing, I think, with the shot and um, that didn't that didn't go very well. So uh, that's one of the things I'll point to here. But, yeah, I, I think I also had a difficult time. Um, I will say, though, Patrick Williams, you know, going on the positive side again, you already mentioned it. But even though, you know, he only shot 5 of 16 from the field, he had his crap pushed in by uh, by Coloco three times in the beginning of the game. Uh, he still uh, was aggressive in this one. He did the things I wanted wanted to see from him. Uh, had a couple of highlight dunks, which, you know, he hasn't had really a whole lot this season. But um, he, the last four or five games, and we'll we'll get to talking about the week now after this, but last four or five games, Trey, uh, this is what we want, right? This is the guy that we wanted. It is, and on at least one or two of those, most games early on, I think Patrick Williams would have drawn a foul. So that would have been even more success. Just the aggressiveness, the activity on both ends of the floor. He had five offensive rebounds tonight. You, him crashing the glass is just fantastic to see. It's it's everything we want from from the Patrick Williams experience. And so the record five and six isn't necessarily what we had hoped for, but it was also a really, you know, a lot of good teams to start the season. We've got another rough stretch coming up, but there is a stretch where you get we get Sacramento and Washington a couple games against New York and then Minnesota, who's underachieved. Same with Miami again. So there is some relief hopefully coming. Oklahoma City, Utah in there also I missed and Orlando. So. Yeah, and, and it's really funny because it, it's now when you go out to the West Coast, it's like those are the easy games a lot of times. Uh, the, East, the, the Eastern Conference is just it's just loaded. I mean, there's there's no easy games uh, for the Bulls when they're playing those Eastern Conference teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like some of the games that are coming up here. But uh, we'll talk about that, that at the end. Uh, I do also want to point out Goran Dragic, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 6 from three-pointer. That guy is just crushing it this season. Um, you know, kudos to AK and, and Mark Eversley for signing this guy. I think – 
Um, this was a fantastic add to the Bulls, and I was not on board. I will go ahead and call myself out. I said this guy's probably washed up, uh, not that great anymore, but he has looked um, really, really good. I think they're really smart, too, to limit his role. He only got 21 minutes tonight. I think that's like his most minutes of the season, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So um, they're keeping him about 20 minutes or less, and in those in that role, he is absolutely shining. Yeah, he's able to maximize his impact in those 20 minutes. So I've been very happy with the production he's had. Um, the chemistry has carried over with Drummond from Brooklyn. He's just he's a he's a playmaker. He he's a naturally gifted playmaker. He's got that vision, and it really showed. And that's why he played the most minutes of the season tonight because the Bulls needed that playmaking against this trapping Toronto team. And they play again tomorrow night. I'm looking at the schedule. So I'm very interested to see how prepared the Bulls come for what Toronto might throw at them. Yeah, tomorrow night I've got oh man, I've got a visitation for uh, for a family member, unfortunately, that recently passed away. But I will try to record it and tune in and watch that later. But uh, I'm interested, too, to see how that happens. I'm trying to look at his uh, at Goran Dragic's box scores here. He did play 23 minutes earlier in the season in the game against Washington, second game of the season, but um, so not quite his, t- his highest minute total, but close, 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 close. Um, all right. But yeah, looking at the weekend in, in total, I mean, we already kind of broke down, you know, the back to back was some nice wins. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that Celtics game though. You know, stuff that we saw there, um, I believe, was that the game or was it the Hornets game where uh, Zach had like 19 or 20 points in, in a, in a quarter? <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. Um, I, I, believe, I thought that was in a win. Yeah, so that probably was the Hornets game. That's probably the Yeah, win. I think that was in a win to, to finish out the game. But yeah, the Celtics game was, was the, the Celtics game was the uh, 46 points. Zach only had Rosen. 16 points in the yeah. entire Celtics game, so I don't think it was that one. That was the that was Demar hitting for, getting 46, and Vooch put up 24 and 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, you know, a good effort against a very, very good team. Obviously, a team that has championship hopes, and I think it's, you know, legitimate to say that they could be there in the mix. I don't think anyone's beating the, the Milwaukee Bucks right now, but uh, it's a long season. You never know what happens. And this book, this uh, Boston Celtics team is is really, really good. They're better than a five and three record they currently have, or no, they, they have to be better than that. But um, but they're better than the current record, I would say. Um, but you know, I thought Tatum had just a ridiculous game i thought you know he, he really went off he had 20 free throw attempts so he was getting to the line and being really really super aggressive 36 points on the day um and you know it's I, wild he had 20 free throw attempts he wasn't the player in this game that that attempted the most free throws yeah it was it was demar Derozan with 22 <laughs> so uh interesting it, you know i'm actually looking at this right now uh and you've you're probably looking it was at patrick same. williams worst game of the week um a lot of people just put him through the ringer f- for how poorly he played. And it, it definitely, he had his struggles, but he's going to struggle against Jason Tatum and seeing, yeah, he had 20 free throw attempts. So the defense has to get cleaned up, but he also only shot eight of 23. So that's a good sign that he's not able to knock down, you know, the majority of his, of his attempts. Um, you like seeing the, I like seeing the activity he had on the defensive end, even if it wasn't always successful, you have to get those reps again in these games against these guys. And he hasn't gotten to do that because he's been injured. So getting to play as, and it seemed like a focus 
this game. I don't know if you remember, but it seemed like Patrick Williams was trying to guard Tatum just on a regular basis. And I think that's because the Bulls know come playoff time, he's going to have to be able to do that. And it was the third game in four nights. Um, but I, And, you know, I, I give Patrick a pass here. It's the third game in four nights. He has to guard Jason Tatum. That's not an easy assignment for anybody in the league. Nobody really can even do it. Um, so, you know, I thought actually it was a decent game for him, actually. Uh, it, well, it was, no, I'll take that back. It was a rough game for him, but I like the effort, like you said. I think there was a good right. effort there. And I think people are just really blasting him because of that missed rebound. Um, you know, I really I – was, I was yelling in the moment, too. But looking back, I mean – you know, it's easy to to have your hand in a rebound, and it's just so physical out there, and just you know lose that rebound. Um, it was just a key moment, so it stuck out in people's minds, and, and so fans really blast him for that. But then he grabbed a big rebound on a free throw right after that, like the very next uh, possession that the, the Celtics had. So um, I'm not ready to like rip into Patrick for that one again. Third game, third game in four nights, so a little bit tired legs. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was decent. But no, I was looking at this box score, though. Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan had 22 free throw attempts. There's only one other person on the uh, on the team that had free throw attempts, and it was Zach Levine at three, and that's it. 22 for DeMar, three for Zach Levine, and that was the entirety of the free throw attempts for the Chicago Bulls, which is actually a good thing because both those guys are lights out from the free throw line. Uh, but I just thought that was funny because, like, nobody else really had any, any attempts at all. Um but you know, I think this game showed how much we miss Drummond, too, yeah. if I remember correctly. Uh, the Celtics, they were able to shoot 39 free throws compared to our 25, 14 more free throws. That's a hard number to overcome. And just that interior defense. And Patrick Williams, Derek Jones Jr., they definitely provide like that help side rim protection. But I don't know that they pr- provide the, the steering away front side, like front help like that front rim deterrence, like a Rudy Gobert or a Vucevic or a Drummond, just having that size there at the front. I don't know if they're quite as intimidating as those other legit bigs. That, I actually thought that the uh, the Bulls missed Anu Drummond tonight the most. I thought, you know, coming into this, they've got uh, Boucher, they've got uh, Precious Chachiwa, they've got I didn't even I didn't even count Coloco at that one. I didn't think Coloco was actually that serious, but he looked good tonight. Um, so they've got some really good big guys down there, and everyone else on the team. I know you've mentioned it uh, several times to me in chats, but uh, they've got length. So I really felt like the rebounding was going to be a, a rough thing tonight, and that was one of the things that we got absolutely murdered on. Trey is, uh, you know, offensive rebounds. It felt like they were getting like every single rebound in that fourth quarter, and that was really disappointing for me because I was like, man. You got really good defensive stops, but the end of a the end of a good defensive stop is getting the rebound and changing the possession. And the Bulls just couldn't manage to do that. I'm actually looking right now to see how many offensive rebounds they had. They had 23 offensive rebounds. Uh, the Bulls had 15, which is pretty good, but 23 offensive rebounds. That's just not going to cut it. Uh, Bulls just got crushed on the on the boards on that end of the basketball. Yeah, definitely need to clean that up. But positive signs. Looking ahead. This next week, we've got Toronto tomorrow, then a day off, play again Wednesday, New Orleans, or all these are away games. Or no, all these are home games, actually, all home games. So at home against Toronto Monday, at home Wednesday against New Orleans, then off Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Don't play again until Sunday, home against Denver. So a nice long homestand. Quality teams, but I'd like to see I'd like to see the Bulls two and one 
I know they're all they're all playoff teams, but you've so are the Bulls. Yeah, they need to be. I mean, at this point, the Bulls are sitting on a record of uh, what are we now? Not good. Five and six. <laughs> five and six. Yeah, under five hundred. So it needs to be a two in one week to kind of right the ship. Um, I mean, it's not like desperate. Like the Bulls could fall to uh, you know five and eight, six and eight, and it would still be okay. Like they could still pull out of that. It's not not like an insurmountable thing. But I think, uh, you know, at some point you do have to turn this thing around. I think the emergence, like you said, of Patrick Williams is something that really, you know, raises the ceiling of this team. I think that, you know, Zach Levine being available is the other thing that's going to be like, okay, if that happens, then the Bulls really can. Uh, and this could teams. be the Bulls' reward for all of those back-to-backs, all of those games early on. Having these games, Zach should be able to play in all of them, theoretically. You have a day off between Monday and Wednesday. Then you get Thursday, Friday, three days off between yeah. your next game. Like, and even next week is really spaced out after that. So the Bulls, they're going to have time to get healthy. They're going to have time to go over rotations, to go over um, sets. Billy Donovan can earn his – this is when he's going to earn his money coaching to me is what kind of adjustments are the Bulls going to be able to make given these extra days off that they have now that they won't have during the rest of the season. That uh, game where Zach had that scoring run, by the way, was the Brooklyn Nets because he had 29 points in that game, and that was the game. I think he had 16, 17, 18, something like that in one quarter. But it uh, looked like the old, the Zach of old for a minute there, and that's a good sign, I think, too, that he's coming around and, and kind of getting over that knee. I hope that's the case. I hope that they, if the Bulls would have had him tonight, I, they would have beat they would have beat the Raptors, and you, the Raptors can say the same with Siakam. You know, the two, but you know, two you know, all NBA t- talent level players. But with that trap on DeMar, if he's passing that to Zach and Zach gets to attack a four on three, a healthy Zach, that's that's money every time. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. Um, one other guy I want to point out though and highlight here, uh, and he hasn't played a whole lot of minutes, but uh, again, I'm going to, I'm early on the bandwagon for this guy. I'm going to stay on the bandwagon for, bandwagon for this guy. But Dalen Terry, I loved uh, tonight. Uh, in this Toronto Raptors game, seeing him out there and the activity on the defensive side of the basketball. I think there's still some rawness to his offensive game. He had a couple of turnovers that were, I wouldn't say costly, but just kind of boneheaded. Um, but, you know, that, that just kind of comes with the territory. But uh, just a tremendous athlete. And, again, the, the defensive side of the ball and the effort level. Um, I mean, I saw him go up. I think it was Boucher or one of the bigs on the, on the Raptors. Um, he came up from like three or four feet away and just swatted the heck out of that, out of that shot. It was a foul on uh, Dragic before that happened, so it didn't even matter. But I still love to see it because I was like, man, if that pl- if foul wasn't called, that's a block and a clean block for Dale and Terry, and he hit the deck. Um, but I just think his his energy level uh, brings a lot to this Bulls team, and I'm looking for him to get more minutes down the stretch, Trey. I think towards the end of the season, we're going to see this kid getting you know 12 to 15 minutes. I'm looking for him too as well, especially when we need playmaking because he was decisive with the ball. He would attack space, he would or he would attack closeouts. Um, and you mentioned the block. I, I believe it was a couple plays earlier than that on the defensive end. It was the only play I liked so much that I, I tweeted about, and it was the one where he drew the offensive foul. But his, the defensive awareness he showed beforehand, he rotated uh, just across I think three different Celtics before he ended up being just in the right space. And he was right there to draw that offensive foul well ahead of time because he he saw what the Celtics were doing and he just knew where to be. That's the thing you want to see from, from rookies who want to come in and contribute on the defensive end. It's just those instincts to be able to read and react. And 
I think he has that, and I want to see him get more minutes. So, um, yeah. more Dale and Terry, please. More Dale and Terry. And uh, more DFS Pass subscribers, too. If you guys don't have the DFS Pass out there, go to sportsethos.com. Sign up for that DFS Pass. It's really cheap, $4.99 a month. And you get access to all the pros at Sports Ethos to win your DFS lineups. And uh, you should go do that. So uh, get, the th- get the Ethos 360 subscription, too. Get you the Wager Pass and the Fantasy Pass as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree, Trey. I do want to see some more, you know, some more Dale and Terry as the season goes on. Obviously, no Kobe White in this one either. Um, and he's been injured, I believe, all week. I don't think he played a single game this week. So that's been a little bit of a blow, too. I, I don't know if he really moves the needle enough to win, like, that Celtics game or anything like that. But in this game specifically where you're down Andre Drummond, uh, we were down uh, Zach Levine. You know, you're down some really significant bodies, and there's just minutes to go around. Um, you know, I think getting maybe 10 minutes of, of Kobe White, and if he's hot and, and hitting shots, that's something that well, could change that change up, too. Io played 38 minutes, and I mentioned earlier there was frustration from myself and others I, I saw out there on the social media world with Io's uh, unwillingness to shoot when he was open. Kobe's going to shoot when he's open. He's going oh, yeah. to attack. Um, That's one thing he'll do. <laughs> so I do think I do think that is something that he could have taken advantage of that the Bulls just weren't capable of tonight, given how hard they were doubling DeRozan. They were just it. It was such a hard double. It was um, it was almost offsetting watching. It was just it's not something you see very often in the NBA. I understand why it took the Bulls, you know, off. You know, it surprised them in the second quarter for a couple of possessions. But you have to recover. You can't get outscored 34 to 19 in the second quarter. You yeah. you, you got to have a plan for that. You have to know it's coming because Demar is so methodical about getting to his spots, and we have seen that before. It's not a surprise. So. Uh, the Bulls just, they have the tape. Now they just have to get better from it. Yeah, I hope they learn from this one and uh, stick it to the Toronto Raptors next time they meet them, which is tomorrow. Um, they were 3-1 and one against the Raptors uh, last year, so, you know, we'd have to think that uh, they have a good chance of at least evening the series here tomorrow. I hope that They're not going, they, they won't watch. Tomorrow they won't double DeRozan at all. Yeah, I I, I would actually probably put money on that because I think that's, that's what happened last year is they put the hard double on the first game. And the second game they played, I was like, oh, I'm betting all the unders on DeMar DeRozan scoring or whatever. And, of course, there's no double and DeMar goes off for, you know, 40 points or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, screw that. But uh, there you go. There's the guest game, which you uh, almost always lose at. So, oh, well. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's really all my thoughts for the week, Trey. Uh, anything else you wanted to share about these, these bullies other than, uh, you know, what we've shared already? If we could add Lonzo Ball to this team. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Is he available? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> is he available? Is, it, is the Are they going to trade him? Oh, wait, no. He's on our team. That's right. Uh, forget about that guy. Um, yeah, man. I We've been seeing it you for... Just, you just... I know, and it's... But you you hear whispers. You hear whispers of finally some, some positive news once they went in and apparently found the nerve damage. So... Yeah. I, and even even if he doesn't come back until next season, or, or even if not at all, I just when you look at this team, if you if you picture Lonzo Ball being on it, which there was no reason, even with some injury concerns, there was no reason to think it was going to be something like this. Putting him on this team, it's that's the vision AK and Eversley had, and uh, I hope they get the credit for it. Be, from it getting actualized on the court before the end of this year. Yeah, Alonzo Ball um, sorely missed. We, we've been saying it for two seasons, but uh, he is run, running underwater now. 
uh, which is the latest update. He's not, um, you know, running on, on land or anything yet. So there, it seems, still seems like quite a while, quite a ways away until he returns to the court. But like you said, it is uh, a positive development. It seems like things have been cleaned up finally. Fingers crossed. I mean, you know, that's what we all thought last time he had a surgery and everything. But, uh, you know, hopefully this is this is what finally gets him right and he can, he can play basketball again. Um, very promising young man. I hope, hope he uh, doesn't have his career cut short by just injuries. It's just it's always a bummer when that happens. Um, but that's it. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> we got us go on the ball. All right. I am Keith Gork. You can follow me on Twitter at, at BSBP. Keith and Trey, where can the good people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And please follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls, at Ethos Bulls. Leave us a review if you're listening on iTunes or, or wherever you're listening. Please leave us a review. Give us a subscribe. Until next time.